0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Scorch Camel, for another wonderful episode of The Nosh Posh. And for a wonderful guest, I have Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Hi, how's it going, myself? Anyway, that's just a little funny joke, because when you're doing a podcast, you're just kind of just talking anyway. But um, really, for uh, this episode right now, it's just me, and I kind of want to just talk about uh, self-love, you know? Self-love is a it's a really great thing to have, and sometimes... You really think that the people who have self-love or who look like they have self-love, you know, uh, just because they fit, like, a certain format or a stereotype of the way they look or the way they act means that they're so loving, but really they aren't, you know? And self-love can be can be truly uh, hidden, really, if you think about it. And it comes inside, like, mysterious ways, just like everything kind of in the universe. I'm eating while I do this, so don't mind if uh, you just hear some schmacking or something like that. I'm having a nice little smoothie bowl. You have to take care of yourself. And, um, you know, things like uh, fruits and vegetables, you got to eat them all the time. Eat your meat. Eat, uh, eat your carbs, your healthy carbs. Good fats. Be around good people. Have a good job. Something that pays you enough. And I don't mean a lot, just enough. Your expenses should be low anyway. If you're smart at business, you should know that. And if you keep those good things around you, you'll keep on taking care of yourself. Because your net worth is your network. And vice versa. So if you want to network yourself, make sure you're having good conversations with yourself in your head. Don't be so hard on yourself all the time. Mmm. This is a delicious bowl. And, uh... Don't be so difficult on... Maybe, you know other people while you're being difficult on yourself because maybe that's just a projection that you have of your own your own problems. You can manifest all your own problems and you'll never notice it. And self-love will help you to take that step back to say, oh, wow, I've really been doing this, you know? And that's a good thing about it. One of the things I do for self-love that I haven't actually done in a while, seriously... Is yoga. But I take yoga into account for everything. So the knowledge of yoga, the karma of yoga, the interpersonal relations of yoga, the physical aspect, the mental aspect. You know, um, you you can even have, you know, dress like a yogi kind of, you know, loose clothing or clothing that's comfortable that you can move around in. You know, uh, keep that into mind whenever you're trying to promote self-love for yourself. So if you're trying to love yourself in a way where you do, uh, you drink, you know? Because there's there's a healthy drinking and there's unhealthy drinking. And if you take that example of healthy drinking into account, like sumo wrestlers, I believe sumo wrestlers drink healthily because they wake up at like 3.30 in the morning, go to their stable, (coughs) excuse me, They go to their stable. They sit down with their master. They go through the workout for the day. Then they cook. And they don't eat until 12. And they haven't had a drink of water. They haven't had anything. And what they do is they drink beer with their meal. And they sort of consider it as like empty calories because they're burning off so much and they're always kind of fasting. They're on like an eight-hour window. They go to sleep right after. They wake up. 3.30 hits again. They work out until 8.00 eat again. Go to sleep soon. And they drink beer the whole time. And sumo wrestlers are revered. And I'm not saying and I'm not saying that sumo wrestlers are perfect human beings because every person who's in a sport just because they're really good at their sport doesn't mean they have to be a good person. You know? You can be revered and you can be a horrible person. That's just a fact about life. And so When you put that self-love into that, the way they're drinking beer or maybe some sake or whatever alcohol that they prefer to drink, those sumo wrestlers are taking that into their sport. So they're putting in what they love so much, which is sumo wrestling, because they've dedicated their whole life to it or whatever part of their life that they're on to sumo wrestling. They're going to use that. And that's how drinking can be healthy. If you're using it just to have fun, you end up abusing it because you're using it as a crutch to have fun. You should have fun every second in your life. And if you have fun every second of your life, you're going to love it. And that's the self-love that I'm I'm sort of preaching is the one that you take every second, every minute of the day. You're self-loving. You're putting yourself in a position where you can love. And life is hard my mother's battling cancer right now, fuck cancer. She's not getting good right now. It is July, 2020. And if my mother dies soon, this is almost like a Testament of before she's dead. I try to teach self love all the time. Cause I feel like she doesn't, you know, and that's okay though, because we're all on a path of learning. And sometimes I force stuff onto people and I shouldn't do that. And that's a form of my own non-self love. I'm projecting my inaccuracies onto somebody else who gave me life. That's impossible to do, really, in all honesty. I'm a part of them. They know me so much more than I do at a young age. They've seen me grow up. They've had an outward appearance of me or an outward uh, perception of me that I haven't had. They don't know my thought processes necessarily, but they know about me every second of the day because they made me because I am a part of them. You know, but I want her to do so well because of that. And so I put my I put my projection onto her because I want her to succeed so hard. Cancer is really hard and she has her very bad uh, stage four, I do believe. And that's what happens when you become cancerous is you don't have self-love. That's what I think the opposite of self-love is is self self cancer, <laughs> I guess you could say for lack of a better word. you know self-destruction. Really, that's what it is. That's what cancer is, is a destruction of your cells. It's a sort of miscommunication in the timeline of your software of your cells that you have in your body. And you can beat it. There is no necessary cure for any disease. There's just measures you can take to either prevent it or to help it go away. That's it. They're really, that's the, that's the big secret about it. That's why people tell us there is no cure. Because there really isn't. The only cure you can have is to take preventative measures, and that's self-love. And with those preventative measures, sorry, with those preventative measures of self-love, take that into account for everything in your life. The people that you do, the, the, the people that you hang out with, the people you have sex with, the people that you just talk to on a regular basis who are strangers. If you don't talk to strangers on a regular basis, you should. You should start doing that. You should start projecting love onto strangers because it was a really good quote, I think, from Heath Ledger who said your biggest supporter is a stranger and your biggest enemy is your friend, is your closest friend. Or is a closest friend. Something along the lines of that. That's what the quote was. And that's okay. That's why you should love everything. Osho, a yogi I listen to, said it the best. And I've said this a couple times on the podcast. Love really is a gift that the universe gives you. And you project it. And you can't not project it until the universe gives, takes it away because you, you fucked up. And that's true. Once I started get on the path of self-love, I've only been able to project self-love. And people have scrutinized it. And I've gotten it taken away. And I feel like I just got it back about a week ago. Maybe two weeks ago. That's about it. And I thank the universe. I wake up every morning so thankful now. I'm filled with love. I, ha- I need less sleep. I need less food. Uh, I can build muscle easier. I can. I have more testosterone in my body as a male. I have a better understanding of connecting with people. I'm more empathic. I'm doing this podcast, which is a great deal of, th- of stuff. I'm doing 30 episodes right now in the matter of a uh, less than two weeks. You know, that's a 60-hour work week along with my um, my 40 hours that I already put into Home Depot. You know, because that's where I work right now. And then my podcast is sort of my second job. And I put 20 hours into there, and I always do stuff to make the podcast interesting and, and whatnot, and I use my nine to five to foster my other job that I love so much and yes, I, I smoke weed and I drink occasionally on the podcast uh, just to just to have fun because there's, there's no there's no problems with that. I live in California, it's completely legal. I do it from the sanctity of my home, and I sort of just enjoy myself with my friends and my family and some strangers that i that I get to know. A little bit better, and they become not strangers or you know uh, acquaintances after after a podcast episode or a, a, a conversation that we have. That's beautiful, and that's love. That's that's love right there. You know what I mean? That's what I'm that's what I'm putting into it. I I notice I'm starting to project it, and I notice that I'm getting a circle of love around me, and that's really good. And that's self love because I'm projecting it out just as much as they're projecting it back to me. Now the thing that they could do is they could learn from me. And I can give away my energy a little bit because I'm projecting so much of it, you know, and that's what I do. And as long as I give it back to the right people, it'll come back to me and I'll never lose that love energy. That's the thing is I talk about this three step plan to a couple of my guests that I've had on the podcast is one. You have to tell people stuff Two, they have to listen. Those people have to listen And three. They have to say it back to you. That is the circle of life right there. You know what I mean? In a in a conversation setting and in a way to boost yourself up. So when you do that, you're a teacher. And everybody's a teacher and a student. That third step is you becoming a student of your own teaching. And that's self-love. You should always be taught to let yourself know that you're loved. And you teach yourself that through your actions, your conversations you have, the people you keep around you, you know. Um, I also believe in doing stuff that sucks, and that's part of self-love. Uh, taking ice baths. Cold showers are for pussies. Take an ice bath. Get really fucking freezing cold. Make it hurt. Because when you when you do that and you, and you love yourself, you'll start laughing at stuff like that. Like when you hit your funny bone and you laugh or you hit any, you know, any part of your body that really hurts and you laugh about it, that's love right there because you're going through the pain to laugh. You know, that's sort of a, sort of a very interesting way of self-loving and you knew, you knew inside of your soul that when you got hurt, you should laugh it off because it's temporary. And that's another thing about self-love is you learn about how temporary everything is. I've gotten cheated on in two of my relationships. And for me to change my dynamic of that, I've learned. I didn't get cheated on. They just did what they did in life because I don't own them. I didn't own that person. I can't get cheated on. Sure, we made an agreement or whatever, but in all actuality, it doesn't actually exist. Nothing... Nothing really matters in life, you know? And that's good that nothing matters in life so I can get over stuff. So I can start loving myself again. I was on a downward spiral for a second of not loving. And the universe gave me so much love. I radiated it. I gave it to people. And I gave it to the wrong people. Doesn't mean I'm the best person in the world in relationships or anything like that, but also it's the people that really determines sometimes how well you are because you don't... Like I said, people project. They manipulate you. They change it. The universe lets you learn your lesson the hard way, you know? And the nice thing about learning a lesson the hard way is if you do have self-love, and when you learn to love yourself again and the universe gives you that gift of love, you can laugh it off. Man, I make fun of jokes all the time. When I came back from boot camp... I wanted to get engaged to my lady, I realized she was fucking around on me with a bunch of people that I knew, and now I make jokes of, uh, man, I wonder how many of my friends' dicks that I've tasted, you know what I mean? That's a harsh joke, that is a hard joke to, to say for yourself, but I could say it in all honesty, to where I don't even care, you know? I uh, I really don't, you know, in all honesty anymore, because it doesn't even matter, That person didn't want to love me when I'm filled with so much love and they were actually able to scrutinize it from me and cause me to be a horrible person. I don't need them in my life. I thank the universe for what they did for me. The universe did so much for me in that moment to where I realized what it's like to have love for a woman who doesn't actually love you. Maybe they did at a certain point. And the universe gave away their love. And they became bitter. Angry. Something. They wanted to fill the void, you know? And if you're, uh... If any woman's listening to this... And, uh... Is sort of wondering how I am... In my relationships or anything like that... I, uh... I give a lot, you know? And that's the problem. Is what I learned is when you teach a... When you teach a... Uh, a fisherman had only catch one type of fish. He's not going to be able to catch a plethora of fish that can be good. And what you do is you sort of uh, depopulate, you know? So what I did to, to the women in my life is I uh, depopulated their chances of happiness in all honesty. You know what I mean? By me being so happy and not needing anything, but also telling them at the same time that they need to do something to show reciprocation back. And because they didn't, and they didn't know how to, I was just feeding a lion grass. And the lion's going to die off of grass. It needs meat, you know? And that meat in life, the substance in life that you need to fill yourself up with, is challenges. I made their life so easy that I became difficult to deal with, you know? I was a difficult one. I was one that needed work, when I really didn't. They sort of... I projected my own love onto it. They projected something that needed to be fixed, which really didn't. And that was the case, you know? And that's just how it is. That's not the way it is with every woman, but with the two relationships I'm talking about, that's how it was. And that's manipulation. Bottom line shouldn't have to ask anybody to love me a certain way, they should already know how to do it. You should stay single until you find somebody who compliments your life, not somebody who manipulates your life, not somebody who gets you lazy. Not somebody who makes you feel like you're enough because you are enough. But they should always be striving to have you something, have you do something better for yourself. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be mental. It can be spiritual. My job now, I feel like when I get into a, my next relationship, is to be in a relationship with somebody who loves me so hard that it's almost like a healthy competition look at how hard I loved you this last year what did you do and then we kind of look back at each other we laugh about it we're like man we love each other so much we're such dorks you know that kind of stuff's good it's also good to not have expectations either because that sounds like 50-50 and sometimes 80-20 is perfectly okay for a little while it can't always be 80-20 and it can't always be 50-50 but both should exist I'll be able to take the reins for somebody as long as somebody takes the reins for me everybody has a hard life you know And so, in a relationship with self-love, you should definitely try to convince yourself that you need enough of your self-love to be so okay with yourself when you know that you got you, no matter what, that you can add somebody else in. Another episode that was just with me is the episode where I said cleanse and purify. So cleanse and purify your relationships and your self-love. Make it very simple to love yourself. So when somebody needs to love you, you're very simple to love. you gotta connect it all together you know it's a beautiful thing about self love it's very grounding one of the things I do for self love is walking around barefoot it makes me aware of my surroundings and yes I live in California I live in Stockton California though I don't live on Hermosa Beach I don't live in LA I don't live in San Francisco I live in Stockton California in the valley it's hot Okay? That blacktop is hot. I need to be super aware of my surroundings. If I stand on that blacktop, I will burn my feet no matter how long I've been walking barefoot. And I've been walking barefoot for years. It's unnatural, blacktop is. So, naturally speaking, I'm not able to, to stand on it. At least for uh, long periods of time. And you can sort of understand that being barefoot makes you vulnerable that's good I want to get hard I said that with the episode of Trinidad and, and Lex you've got to harden yourself you really do thick calluses on your feet and your hands and on your mind don't put a leash on your mind I said that in another episode I've been learning as much as hopefully everybody else has been learning and hopefully I've been teaching as much as I've you know taught to people and hopefully they learn things and the things that I've learned and they all connect together you know You need to harden yourself. And that's another form of self-love is knowing that the life is not easy and you love yourself enough to be hard on yourself, but not too hard. You need to be hard in the right way. Ooh, man, all this munching and crunching. I hope it's not uh, affecting the audio too much. (laughs) If you guys are sitting down listening to this podcast, you know, you wonderful ladies and gentlemen in the audience, if you're eating something right now make sure you uh you love what you're eating it doesn't have to be good for you food is fuel sometimes fuel is bad sometimes fuel is good that's about it so make sure you're sitting down and actually enjoying your, yourself eating right now take a deep breath make sure you chew your food completely make sure when you do eat with company it's good company company that talks about the food and the atmosphere of where you're at and you and themselves not other people usually when we talk about food and other people in a negative way because we're always like oh well i wish i had this look at what they got and oh my god can you believe what so-and-so said today we don't need to worry about that while we're eating we need to worry about "Ooh, what's this that you're eating Oh, well, I'm having a smoothie bowl. Oh, really? What's in it? You know, a bunch of uh, berries, you know, bananas, honey, some granola, you know, stuff like that. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. You know, can I have a bite of that? Yes, of course. And now you're sharing. And instead, if you wanted to be unhealthy about it, you could have been like, oh, wow, what is this? Oh, it's a smoothie ball. I shouldn't have got it. I wish I got what he got over there. And you look over at the other person and then you're like, you're wanting something. That's not good. That's not loving what you're eating. Even if it's not the best tasting, you should just be happy that you eat. There are lots of people in famines. They can't even afford food. Their country is running out of food and they have no option and nobody's helping them. They don't even have the strength to walk away. They're so malnourished that they can't walk away. They don't have the abilities I have here in America. They don't. And I respect that constantly. I hate wasting food. It is my least favorite thing in the world, especially meat. I was vegan and vegetarian for two and a half years. And what I noticed is when I did go back to eating meat, I respected it more. I respected the life of that animal more. Eating meat isn't bad. I don't care what anybody says. Obviously, everything in moderation. Obviously, everything healthily. But with the self-love that I have for myself, in that if I died and somebody needed to eat me, I would wish that they would take care of every part of me. Absorb whatever nutrients I had in me. Absorb whatever. And that's what I think about with cows. Pigs. Chickens. Lamb. Fish. Crustaceans. All those right there that I need to absorb and the nutrients in I need to get all of it eat your organ meats eat stuff that seems weird make it taste good that's the point of being a good chef as you're making things taste good we're like little chemists that's what chefs are they're specific food chemists and we're gonna fix up the chemistry in your brain and in your body because you are what you eat so we're almost us as chefs are like almost one of the most important people's in the world that's why the first ingredient you should give and this goes along with self-love, is love in your food. That's why they think, that's why everybody thinks that their grandma or their mom or whoever cooks in your family, the dad, the uncle, the cousin, who cooks really good, usually puts love in their food. Usually they love cooking. They're always the person who is cooking. That is their role. And that's a good role to have. When you fill that role, you you feel succeeded whenever you've done something right. The look of whenever I cook and somebody eats my food and they get really happy and they can be healthy from it, oh man, that makes me smile so hard and that makes me feel so good about myself and that's what I do is I ask them. I'm like, how do you like it? What do you What do you like about it? Um, you want more? I'm I'm in that connection with that person. I'm not asking what I could have made or anything like that or what somebody else could have had or what I'm going to have next time. Right now, I'm going to focus on you and that's a beautiful thing about self-love is I'm radiating that love into my food you know I've taken care of myself so much that I know how to cook so well that I can cook for other people and they, and I know that they'll like it That's a good skill to have Skills go along with self-love as well. You need to have majorly useful skills for self-love because you're going to be useful to yourself and other people. You're going to radiate that love. I'm telling you, that's it's the gift that the universe can give you, you know? Self-love is very, very important. And it should be one of the first steps you could take in actually actualizing yourself as a human being. And don't ever be afraid to do things that are challenging for self love. If you need to get rid of people, if you need to cut things off, if you need to go and go through some pain, some diligence, if you need to gain confidence, if you need to lose confidence a little, become afraid. Get into a place where you are afraid to gain that self-love so you can appreciate things more like that's a beautiful thing about confidence is I used to be very you know uh, timid and shy about talking to a lot of people and now I have absolutely no fear in my heart whatsoever I could talk to whoever Uh, if I ever met a famous person I'm never gonna treat him like a celebrity because they'll treat me like a fan and we're equals I don't care how much money you make you're my equal Even if I bow down to a king or a prince in another country, I'm bowing down to that person I hope they bow down back to me. If they don't bow down back to me, I'm not going to talk to them. Because there is no hierarchy. There is no anything like that. I love myself so much that I know that I'm the best person in the world because I'm working on it. And everybody should feel that way. And you should be able to have that message for everyone. But wholly say that in your heart. Not just lying to yourself. You've gone through the actions, the trials, the tribulations, the the outcome of what you're saying is the truth because you've worked so hard on it. And that's that's a really good thing to have. And that's true self-love. True self-love is going through the trials and tribulations to love yourself at the end of the day no matter what. There are 24 hours in a day and it always seems like it's never enough. Right? Now, if you take every second into account, there are 60 seconds for every minute, 60 minutes for every hour, and 24 hours. Once you broke that down, there's a lot more time in life. You can't just think about the small thing. Or, I'm sorry, uh, I said that in reverse. You can't just think about the big thing that's going to ruin your love because there's not enough time. You need to love that time that you're there because time only feels long when you're doing stuff that's hard. And when you're doing stuff that's fun, it goes by so fast. So when you do things that are hard and you constantly do things that are hard, it will help you get back into the moment Of you being able to love yourself and to love that time that you're spending. Because you'll be counting the seconds. And that's when it's really cheesy for people to be like, oh, uh, babe, I love you. Or honey, I love you. Or, you know, whatever you call your significant other. Um, When you're gone, I count the seconds when you're gone. Because it's so hard for them. You know? And you shouldn't ever have to do that with someone you love. You should only count the seconds with things that are hard. Your significant other should not be hard for you to deal with. You shouldn't have to count the seconds when they're gone. Them being away should be a gift of you being like, wow, now that they're gone, I could build myself up and I can come back and I can love them even more and they can love me and we'll spend even more great time together. That's the thing about not being attached. And if you want that non-attachment, you're going to have to love yourself. You're going to have to produce that self-love. And that self-love is going to take you everywhere in life. And you'll be able to start recognizing some of the patterns and stuff like that of self-love once you become healthy. And it all started today with this topic, with a little smoothie bowl that I had. And this morning, I had my fish oil pill, my protein powder, and uh, some honey. And you know, you need to sit back and relax. You know what I mean, and not take yourself so seriously, and just love yourself because, you know, a pill for fish oil isn't as healthy as eating the whole salmon. But I didn't have time for that. And having a protein powder or a protein shake isn't probably the best thing you could do, but I made it. Uh, I got a chocolate one that's vegan. You know what I mean? Because it, I like it better than the whey proteins. And that was my choice that I made. And the honey that I have. I have raw local honey. Because that's what I want. And so even though it's a really fast meal, it was prepared beforehand, days, weeks into into time. You know? And that's the kind of love that you'll, that you'll put into it. Once you start setting yourself up for it, going through the hard stuff, and you'll set it up, you'll know how healthy you could be for self-love. And... That's sort of the message that I want to get across to you guys today. You know, uh, you you wonderful ladies and gentlemen of the podcast that I hope that you're listening to. This has been a wonderful episode, and I hope I've taught you a lot. And I hope that you're going to start loving yourself very soon. And I hope that you enjoy loving yourself and the whole process of it, because it will be hard. And you will be have times that you will doubt yourself. But that's perfectly fine. You can always doubt yourself, but... You should doubt yourself in a healthy way and know that that doubt is only temporary. Count the seconds that you took to have doubt and then count the seconds that you never have doubted yourself. And I bet you'll never doubt yourself more than you doubt yourself. That's impossible. Now on that notion right there, I hope you have a wonderful day. Morning, evening, night, midnight, noon, lunch, dinner, breakfast, This has been your host, Scorch Camel, with another wonderful episode of The Nosh Posh. You're loved. You're enough. If you're not, work on yourself. It's great. That's what you need to do to take care of yourself. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.